0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Crane, and I'm chatting with two members of the Docs Ireland team. Roshin Geherty, she's the head of industry and marketplace, and programmer Stuart Sloan. So this is a wonderful industry-focused festival that runs from the 20th to the 25th of June. Thanks so much for chatting with us.
1: No problem No problem. problem.
0: Delighted. Great. So first up, um, I want to talk about a little bit about the festival itself. Um, how long has it been in operation? How did it start up? How
2: has it changed over the years? So basically the Docks Island started as a sort of an offshoot from the Belfast Film Festival back in twenty nineteen. Actually they, they they you'd run a pilot event.
1: Twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah, which was just Irish feature docs. Um we just happened to have like I think about 10 or 11 Irish feature docs in 2018 that couldn't kind of fit in our program. And we were like amazed by how good they were. Um, (laughs) That sounds a bit patronizing, but I mean, you know, just we were like really excited by how good they were. Um, And so we put them all on together in kind of a mini festival during the summer and it sold out, basically sold out every night. And the films were really of differing styles and differing um, contents, like both about Ireland and all from all over the world. And our audience seemed to really love them. Um and so then um from then we just felt like it was a no-brainer um because we knew that kind of trajectory of our stocks was going up, both in quality and quantity. Um and so then from then on we we worked towards so Rasheen joined us because we knew we wanted to have an industry focus. Um and so then we did our first year in 2019.
2: Just to add to that, that like the reason the festival is so industry focused um is because obviously northern ireland sits in a very interesting place so we we really do pitch ourselves <laughs> as an all-island festival an all-ireland festival but we're in northern ireland so there's a lot of different interesting pockets of funding available from the uk northern ireland the Republic of ireland so it well, is, there used to be
1: yeah. <laughs> well
2: still is, not as much but um that you know it really sits in this interesting spot where industry can gather and also people seem to really want to come to Belfast, which is great. So, um, and the festival is just after Sheffield Dockfest. So we sometimes share industry guests with them. So it all works out quite well.
1: Yeah. So I mean basically I mean, just to add to Rossi, it means we can look both ways, you know, I and mean, we look at, we can look at the best um, filmmakers from both territories, which is just, I think really, um, really great.
0: Sounds like a great place if you are working in one industry and looking to make connections in the other. Um, Can you talk to me a little bit about the, you know, like the various schemes that are on offer? How, like, if, if I'm a producer or production company with no knowledge, I might apply for them?
2: Sure. Um. Well, in terms of the different industry offerings we have, we, I guess the kind of centerpiece of the industry program is we run a marketplace every year, which is uh, it's on June 23rd this year. So and that's open to Irish, Northern Irish, UK and, and international projects. It is primarily, you know, our main kind of mission statement for Docs Ireland is to promote, you know, Island of Ireland fil- uh, documentary filmmaking talent. And the majority of our projects at the market are Irish um, from the island. So, we that that's kind of we bring in um industry players uh from the documentary industry from well over all over the world really a lot from the uk europe north america and a few from further afield and they come in and they meet with um projects feature doc and actually we have documentary series for the first time this year in our market so they come and they meet there so that's probably that's the main way we kind of help documentary filmmakers is through the market but we also run uh, pitching competition um, in partnership with Northern Ireland Screen, the Northern Ireland Screen Pitch and that again is open to filmmakers from across the island, north and south and uh, we choose five projects every year to pitch publicly at the festival and um, one project is chosen to receive um, seven and a half thousand pounds in development funding from Northern Ireland Screen through that um, so that's a really exciting initiative and then Our other final, we obviously, we run a lot of panel discussions and events throughout the festival and and have a lot of networking opportunities, which is super helpful for uh, doc producers and filmmakers. But um, the final, I guess, uh, scheme that we run is, uh, we run a scheme called uh, the Ignite Talent Development Programme, which again is a cross-border scheme. Uh, We choose um, feature documentary projects from uh, North and South, Uh, to participate in like a long-term training. It's project-based and it's for people that are working on their first feature documentary. So they receive training. um, It's it's a partnership with the Cork International Film Festival. So uh, they start their training in Cork in November. They have, you know, training sessions from like pitching, story development, uh, sales and distribution training, market training, uh, filmmaker conversations, more creative conversations, and it's all leading towards them participating in the Docs Ireland Market every June. So, it's it's a long term training program, but it's kind of one of our another one of our like centerpiece schemes at the festival.
1: And the new the new one is open for applications in August. Yes, right. So please um, by uh, look at our website and the Corks Film Festivals website. The one thing I would add as well is you know a lot of those like market things and stuff for, for established filmmakers, but we also have an emerging talent um day as well as part of the festival uh, which is run by doc society or in partnership with doc society so you know we, we try to offer things for established filmmakers and also emerging filmmakers like ignite
0: that's amazing and just say i'm there and i maybe i don't have a project for this year but i i do want to go and have a few glasses of wine and hand out my cards to people where would i go if i was if i was buying or selling for that reason
2: well, I'd say specifically this year, um, we I would still say we, we, are, we run our mark, our festival marketplace um, in a venue in Belfast City Centre called Two Royal Avenue. Yeah. Um, but alongside the market, we will be having like a day of talks and events. And, you know, there'll be a networking lunch, networking drinks at the end. So even if you don't have a project in the market, I'd encourage people to like come along, attend the talks. A lot of the... Industry delegates who are taking part in the market are also taking part in talks. So it'll be like a very intimate environment to meet people. I think that's what we've, the feedback we've had from uh, Docs Ireland in previous years is that because it's quite intimate and a little bit smaller than, you know, bigger, you know, large scale documentary festivals, that it's easier to meet with industry representatives and bigger players, because we do get some great, um, great guests that come in and great um, decision makers that come and attend um, the marketplace every year.
0: Brilliant. And tell me about the lineup. So what kind of mix do you have going on this year from the island of Ireland and internationally?
1: Um, Okay. So, well, we actually have um, more Irish features than we've ever had before. Um, So we have, I think, 12 in competition, um, which is a record for us. Um, And again, like I said earlier, like, the, the, the breadth and width of the styles and of the filmmakers contents, um, is brilliant. So that, that's the kind of like main focus of our, our, our program. Um, and that's like, and we are very excited to have that as part of it. But then we also have mixed with that, um, a wide selection of the best kind of new international films. So we have, um, a couple of different sections for that. We just have, you know, the new international film. We also have our Maisel's Brothers competition which is um, films in the kind of observational style named in tribute to the Maisels brothers, um, the great Maisels brothers. So that's actually in its 17th year. So that moved on from Belfast Film Festival to us. We have a new um, section called The Zone, which is the kind of more experimental, um, like challenging films. Um, and we kind of see that as our remit is the show. Basically, we see that as our remit is the show films that aren't, available elsewhere in in the country of Northern Ireland. I mean, Northern Ireland only has two independent cinema screens in the entire country. Um, and so I think, like, we want to be able to show things and do things that people can't have access to anywhere else and kind of celebrate the kind of edges of documentary. Um, so, yeah, we've got that. And then we've also got, like, a bunch of shorts. We've got a bunch of community groups and, and partners and collaborators doing events. Um, we have a bunch of music events and music films and documentaries um at like places like the Sonic Lab which is kind of experimental music section uh music um which is related to Queen's University Belfast um so i think we have you know a wide range of films covered
0: and what would be um year top picks of films maybe a <laughs> hidden gem or you know something that might be unexpected for audiences
1: um apart from every film which i obviously love um <laughs> i would say um <laughs> it's really hard for me to say. I guess the the personally for me I think my favorite films are in this section the zone. So there's a film there's a film called All Our Heartbeats Are Connected Through Exploding Stars, which is kind of like meandering film about trauma, but it's told in an incredibly like beautiful and positive way. Um and I just I I absolutely loved that it. and it's just one of those experiences you don't often get um, and to have that in a giant cinema screen where you know you don't have your phone on you you can't chat it's really loud you know I I feel like those experiences you know for all of us are happening less and less Um, and you know they're films that have things that might not be about our day-to-day lives but I feel like they're to do with us as humans and I think like that again is partly what we want to do. We want to recreate these experiences that are special and um, to our cinema audiences. because again, I think like we are all busy and we all got our phones, and we don't like appreciate or even spend those ex- have those experiences anymore as much as we maybe would like to. And I think um, that's again what we're trying to recreate with the festival.
0: Brilliant. Um, and what would your audience like? How many people are film buffs, film nerds? academics and how many would be like people in the industries at 50 50 do you get a, a sense of it from going
1: um i think it's a good mix i think it's a really good mix i mean again belfast is a small city um so we wouldn't have anywhere near the same audiences as like berlin or amsterdam or something like that but you know we definitely have documentary fans and i think like because of our kind of unique history i think like certainly non-fiction has a really really strong tradition here both from the filmmakers side and the audience's side so again you know we have a number of films that are about um and events that are about our northern ireland's uh, history and present and past and i think like that's a conversation that still needs to be had in northern ireland and i think it's clear we have some serious issues on kind of political and social levels in northern ireland and i think like going back through certain stories that were maybe repressed a bit in our recent history is actually really healthy and really good so for instance um we've got a film um that the ira themselves made in 1972 that's been recently found and the bbc have done an investigation into that and how it was made our closing night event is um the new late late show host paddy kilty and ex-boxing great um Carl Frampton having a discussion with each other, a kind of, they have both recently moved from their previously very successful careers into making documentaries, which I think is a common kind of strand for kind of thinking um, thinking people these days. And so they're going to talk about their work in documentary, but that work in documentary is nearly always about Northern Ireland and about kind of mental health and education and politics. And so we're going to kind of use that as a prism, their documentary work as a prism, to talk about these kind of issues that we have in Northern Ireland. And our audiences, um, they love that. You know, they really love that.
2: No, I just wanted, I can't answer as eloquently as that, but <laughs> I, I just in terms of, and my head is obviously very... Uh, because I run the industry part of the program I'm very focused on that but uh, what I something that I really care about with Docs Ireland which might be quite obvious with how much I've mentioned cross-border in in this interview but is that we bring in documentary filmmakers from south of the border sometimes I feel like I'm the cross-border rep of the festival (laughs) I'm proud of it but um, we do I think it's fantastic that like when you look at the the projects in selection in the marketplace like there are a lot of projects from the Republic of Ireland and filmmakers really do make the effort to come up and in the program yeah and in the program obviously there's loads um but we'd love to encourage more audiences from outside of Northern Ireland to come to the festival because it's not that expensive to come and stay in Belfast especially when you compare it to Dublin and the ticket prices are very reasonable. Yes,
1: we actually <laughs> and it's an have, amazing program. Yeah. And we have a pay what you were actually doing a pay what you can this year. So we realize, you know, the world that we live in um, has become more and more expensive for everyone. So we actually want to make our films accessible for all. So we actually have a pay what you can for all our tickets. So you can pay as little as you want or as much as you want.
0: And just out of interest. And. Um... With regards to the types of submissions that you get, did you notice any trends, maybe in in topics and themes this year that maybe changed? I'd be very interested to see what's being made in the COVID era that you're getting now, and the post-COVID era, and if there makes a difference. Because I think at the, the as programmers, you're kind of on the coal face as to the cross section of what's being made.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that like there's been a general trend. I don't know if it's anything to do with COVID, but, like, there's been a general trend in the last, like, five years where we would have noticed Northern Irish filmmakers look inward. Like I mentioned, you know, we have a strong tradition and, obviously, an endless amounts of stories. But certainly within the last five years, both North and South, like, filmmakers are looking out, you know, like, there's... We have films from, like, Beirut, Afghanistan, you know, like, all these different countries. But by, like, Chile, by Northern Irish filmmaker, or, or Irish filmmakers... So I think that's brilliant, and and like you know, a lot of those films often sit amongst all international festivals as 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 good quality as any films from anywhere else in the world. But I think, as Rashi mentions, like the COVID has definitely affected. There's a lot more personal films. There's a lot more like you know viewpoint films from people's like very specific points of view because that's the kind of films that's slightly easier to make whenever you're kind of stuck in a kind of small place. But you know, quite often those kind of very personal films are my favorite and you know to be honest that's actually why i maybe would always tend towards a documentary and a fiction film because it quite often it is two or three people you know it's not there's no catering on set you know there's not a massive team of 90 people where it kind of removes the personal from the filmmaking process you know so um so yeah i don't know
2: i think you have covered that i suppose i i I see the projects coming through, uh, the market submissions. So it's not, it's projects that are still in development or production. Um, and I I can honestly say there is a huge range. Like this year we have everything from like political documentaries to very personal family films to, you know, uh, a a lot of films about Ukraine, obviously, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we really want to support those. We have a really, um, amazing, uh, project in the market this year called Cuba and Alaska which is a Ukrainian project and actually i've noticed as yeah as well quite a few nature documentaries which is always nice um but yeah it's it's a real mix of of the projects that i see that are still in development that come through um in the submissions for the marketplace
0: and another thing that would be very interesting is style so, you know, like the, for a while, there was a lot of docudramas maybe coming through and like, like, you know, that there's a trend where, you know, this is the done thing, then it, you know, maybe then maybe you'd have doc, specifically document documentaries, with no talking heads whatsoever. And it would all be done through voiceover and and visuals. I'm just wondering, what would be sort of the the main trends that you guys would notice with regards to aesthetics or or style or function?
1: Uh, (laughs) I would say that, as Rusty said before, like, we want to, we want to, um, our aim is to try to get as many different types of people from the country of Ireland, the two countries of Ireland, to watch a film. So we would like to show as many different styles as possible. You know, that's like, we want to have, like, a wee bits of everything. And I think, like, you know, depending on the story, I think, like, it takes um, a different style, like, to... uh, properly tell the story of that film you know i think my personal belief is i don't like that kind of trend based making of documentary I, you know i don't like the way netflix yeah i it's for sure absolutely and again netflix homogenizes every film to be the same thing and i don't like that and i think that's our, what what our role is to fight against that i think um, so uh, you know but i don't know what the style of this year is. i'm not sure
2: I don't think that there is a style. Well, I, just to to continue on the Netflix point is it's interesting. There is a very specific style that you can associate with Netflix. And I think we all know it. <laughs> but the kind of films that end up on streamers don't tend to come to our festival very often because the bigger, huge sort of we used to call them like thriller docs, but like the big budget sort of music docs, profile docs. What you tend to see is that they will go to Sundance or they'll go to a big festival and they'll get acquired by a streamer straight away. So they don't tend to go to the smaller documentary festivals or smaller film festivals. So I guess it's part of our job to, you know, offer films that you're not going to see on Netflix. Yes, fight for for those other ones, Yeah. yeah.
0: Fabulous, and that's that. That's the kind of nice um mix of of them as well. And with regards to the short documentaries, I often think like that's that's amazing because it can take such a different style. There's no set style. Something can be so experimental. What are absolutely. the 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 flavors that you've been getting in of that? Is there anything kind of like that we should keep an eye out for? Any any rising talents that you guys are celebrating? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there absolutely is. Um. We actually have. Do you know the artist Spice Bag? Adam Doyle. He has a new film, a short film that's in our program. And again, it's like very interesting. I mean, it's an investigation into the death of um, a man, Terence Whitelock, in guardy custody. Um, and we actually have a film about a Northern um, equivalent story about a Joseph Rainey, a, a man who was killed in custody. too, who he died in custody. Sorry. Um, So there's a lot of, like, social issues within our shorts. Um, But the one thing I would say also about the shorts just in general is I think they used to be seen as maybe, like, a training scheme, effectively, like a stepping stone. But I think more and more people are starting to realize that they should exist for their own sake, you know, and as a piece of art on its own. And, like, sometimes you wish almost feature films had realized that that's it was actually a good short um and i think that's like partly what we want to encourage and celebrate and again like in our shorts competition this year like i think it's like kind of the maddest we've ever had you know some films with no real stories but like just as thrilling and interesting and you know still with things to say about uh, society and, and and culture
0: brilliant i heard you have some really good industry sessions can you tell me about those
2: yeah absolutely um so we've a really really good offering so we 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 try and focus the industry program you know across the board for filmmakers at all stages of their career so there's a real mix in there um we are hosting a, an event with doc society um this year, on the Thursday of the festival, thursday the twenty second which is an emerging filmmakers' day, which I think it's a free event, so I'd really encourage like film students, media students, people who are making short films to attend that because you will learn a lot and get to meet you know, established and mid-career filmmakers and um, different funders at that event.
0: And that's the network is so important to build, especially at that stage. Like you never know where your next opportunity or or inspiration
1: comes from. Or your next collaborator, you know, even someone on your level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then another exciting event that we're running that um, is... Is an event called um, "Engaging Audiences: Creative Practices for Documentary D- Distribution," and we are partnering with the audience designer Sheila Colley for that event. So it's a morning, um, it's a morning event on Friday the twenty third of June, where we look at kind of innovations in uh, nonfiction filmmaking, and there will be um, some interesting speakers who will be presenting about oh. presenting about. Um, the work that they do so for example we have uh, ShareDoc, which is an organization based out in ne- the netherlands which runs crowdfunding campaigns for documentary filmmakers so that um audiences can take direct action to help their protagonists in non-fiction films which is really exciting um we have uh da films which is a an art house um film platform based out of the czech republic which um which is a real alternative to Netflix. So it's they um they program and the curate really, really interesting content on there. And it's worldwide, so it's available, you know, um to audiences all over the world. And we are, as part of that event, we're also hosting a case study uh with Luke McManus, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know, Luke McManus. Uh, The director of North Circular, and it's a case study in uh, DIY doc distribution. So basically him talking about the journey, uh, the distribution journey for North Circular, which has been like very interesting and very exciting and very successful. So we'll be chatting to Luke (laughs) about that experience and then we have some other keynote industry panels. So we've a Meet the Broadcasters event, which will have BBC Storyville, POV, RTE, YLE, which is a Finnish broadcaster, Arte um, and S4C from Wales. Uh, we have a festival programmer session with uh, Hot Docs and CPH Docs, two of like the leading documentary festivals in the world. And then we have a session that will look at the place of markets in the documentary landscape. So we'll have uh, the info forum represented there, uh, CanDocs, and uh, we're partnering with Creative Europe on that session. So there's a lot of different op- offerings there for, you know, uh, doc filmmakers at all stages.
0: That sounds really wonderful and like so exciting and, and so comprehensive for what is a relatively new festival, like all the spectrums covered, huge array of top tier names. That's that's an amazing thing. It's great to see it in person as well after COVID.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's, has it hasn't been that difficult to engage these people. People really genuinely seem interested in coming to Belfast. And we've been very lucky. We've had a few champions around Europe, industry, documentary industry people that have been telling um, who've kind of been just spreading the good word of Docs Ireland around <laughs> to different documentary festivals around Europe. So Um, and internationally so that's very exciting for us obviously.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay so we'll get to see it Um, from the 20th to the 25th of June tickets are available to buy now is there anything that's selling out that people should get before it goes?
2: Stuart can probably
0: answer.
1: Um, There's a few things yeah we're doing a mini retrospective of Alison Miller he's one of the best documentary makers um, based in Belfast and her films are selling very well we like doing a couple of her films from the mid 2000s including one on um Father Cleary, the Singing Priest which she made as well which is very quite famous to film um so that that well but it, it, the tickets are at docsireland.ie is-
2: i would also suggest that people um sorry to cut across you uh, get some uh get your tickets for let the canary sing which yes. is um a new uh documentary about Cindy Lauper, which is opening the festival. And it is directed by Alison Elwood, who made films about the go-go's and Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. I believe. Like she's a really brilliant music documentary director. And the film is produced by Trevor Burney and Emer O'Neill for Fine Point Films, which uh you've probably heard of, but like amazing documentary production company here in Belfast.
0: Oh, it sounds so exciting. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure you've lots to get back to. So we'll leave you to it. All right,
2: bye. Thanks,
0: Gemma.
1: Thanks
0: a million, Gemma.